All right. Well, good morning again, everyone. Um, so about, about two to three years ago, uh, Pastor Phil uh, started to redesign our, our church logo. And, uh, and in that process, um, he actually sat down with Pastor Mandy and I, and he asked us 75 questions about our church. 75. This is a long meeting. And uh, <clears throat> going through that and, and answering those questions, because he wanted to understand a bit about who we are as a church. And so uh, going through that process, he actually, he designed this, this logo. And uh, I thought, you know, we've never actually talked about, about this before. And I kind of wanted to do that this morning. So obviously the, the K uh, is for King's Corner, right? But also you can see in the K here, there's a house. There's a house, right? Because King's Corner can be a home and a family. Amen? Okay, I also uh, see with that, that K, do you notice that the K isn't, isn't narrow or sleek, but it's actually, it's kind of bulging a little bit. Did you ever notice that before on the K? Right, that's because we're, we're filled up. We're filled up, not just with people, but with God, right? And we're, we're bursting. We're bursting with God. And then, I don't know about you, but the first thing I actually noticed about this was in the K, I saw fire. Do you guys see fire in the K? Where the, the shape of the house, to me, that looked like fire. Okay, I'm the only one, but that's okay. I, I think, um, so we're not just full of God, but we're also full of the Holy Spirit. And then, and then uh, Pastor Phil came up with some taglines, and this is the one that we settled on, fun, free, and filled. And, and to me, that's just an awesome description of, of who we are um, at King's Corner. And, and that's what I want to talk about today. At King's Corner, we're fun. At King's Corner, we're free. And at King's Corner, we're filled. Does that sound good? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. God, I just want to thank you so much for, for your presence here. I want to thank you, Lord, for... Um, for just letting us have fun in your house. And God, I just pray that, um, that we just continue just to know you and to know your presence and to know your heart today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So number one is we have fun. And, and I think, at least at this service, I think it's pretty easy to see by now that that's true, that we like to have fun and we like to laugh. And I just want to begin by just asking a question to some of you parents out there. How many of you as parents, you enjoy seeing your kids laugh and have fun? Anybody? Of course you do, right? We love to see our kids happy and having fun and laughing, right? This is why we tickle them when they're small, because we want them to laugh. My kids laughed so hard when I tickled them. And you know what? As a dad, I just love that. 
To this day, I love it when my kids are laughing and having fun. I'm in the, I'm in the, the living room, and they're in the other room talking to each other and looking at their phones together and laughing together, and, and I just smile. I just smile because as a dad, you just love it. You just love it. As a parent, you love it. When your kids are laughing and having fun, it brings me so much joy. And I really believe that God the Father loves that too. He loves it when his kids laugh and have fun. Job 8.21 says, He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with joyful singing. I believe God has joy in our joy. And so at King's Corner, we have fun. And one of the ways that we have fun, and, and you might have uh, uh, you know, been witness to that today or been a part of that today, but one of the ways we have fun is through worship. How many of you had fun in worship today? That was fun. Like, that was fun. Amen? You know, I was at the, I was at the Ryder game on Friday night, and, and people were having fun. People were, were clapping and laughing and shouting and they're cheering and they're dancing and there's a couple of old ladies sitting in front of us, elderly ladies, and, and that wasn't very nice. There was a couple um, senior women sitting in front of us and every time we scored, every time we scored a, a score or a touchdown, they'd turn around and they'd give us the high 10 and they were right into it, right? They were having lots of fun. And essentially, at a rider game, all of that fun and all that cheering, it is based on um, a group of men moving a ball toward a goal line and then across a goal line and trying to stop another group of men from moving the ball to the other goal line and across that goal line. Right? That, that's kind of, and, and that's, that's fine. I dig that. I love football, okay? But here's my question. Here's my question. How much more then should we be having fun in church? How much more joy and clapping and shouting and dancing and cheering should there be for the God who sent his son so that we could live forever in glory? How much more joy? How much more celebration? How much more clapping? How much more shouting? How much more dancing? It is so fun to celebrate the one who loves us the most. And so at King's Corner, we have fun in our worship. You know, I've been aware of this, this college in the States, Taylor College. They're the Taylor Trojans. And, and they have a very interesting tradition. One, one game, basketball game a year, it's called Silent Night. Is anyone aware of this? Okay. And, uh, and so what they do is they come to the game, they sit in the stands, it's, it's packed full, and they do not say a word. They do not cheer, they do not clap, they don't stand. They sit in their chair until the Taylor Trojans score their 10th point, okay? And so we got a video of this. I just want you to see this. Let's get the volume nice and...
they didn't win the game. <laughs> they scored their 10th point. They could be losing the game. <laughs> but, but that's the reaction. And I just thought about that. And I thought, wouldn't it be so strange on Friday night at the Ryder game if everyone just sat in their seat and, and they just watched quietly and no one made a noise or a sound? Wouldn't that be so weird? Yes? How much more weird would it be for us to do that in church? Are you with me? Right? Shouldn't our reaction be the same as Taylor College every Sunday because of what Jesus Christ has done for you and for me? Amen? The answer is yes, absolutely. Yes, amen. Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, take pleasure in him. Again, I will say rejoice. At King's Corner, it is normal to rejoice. It's normal to clap. It, it's encouraged to clap. <laughs> it's normal to stand. It's normal to shout. It's normal to raise your hands. It's normal to, to, to dance before the Lord. That's normal. Okay? At King's Corner. Can we get on board with that? I'm not saying you have to. I'm not saying you have to do those things. Right? But you are absolutely free to do those things. Does that make sense? All right. So number one, we, we have fun Number two is, is we are free. We are free. And there's only one reason why we can make that claim. I've got two incredible things to tell you today. Two amazing things. Here's the first one. I personally know someone who can break every chain and set every captive free. I know someone who can heal every part of us and make us whole. I know someone who has the ability through his own shed blood to wash us clean from sin and free us from our past. I know someone whose very name makes the most vile demon cringe and cower in fear. I know someone who walked out of his own grave with resurrection power. I think you know what I'm talking about. It's Jesus! Hallelujah! 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 I'm talking about wonderful counselor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. 
I'm talking about Emmanuel, God with us. I'm talking about faithful and true, the author and finisher of our faith, and the captain of our salvation. I'm talking about the light of the world, the morning star, and the Lord of glory. I'm talking about the Redeemer, the, re the rock, and the Savior of our soul. I'm talking about the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm talking about J-E-S-U-S. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the reason we can declare our freedom today. But this is even more amazing than that. Are you ready? He's in this room. Your freedom, your healing, your deliverance, your peace, your joy, your salvation is in this room. Hallelujah. At King's Corner, we live in the freedom of Jesus Christ. We can declare our freedom because of our relationship with Jesus. How many of you are free today? Don't leave here without your freedom. Don't leave here without Jesus. Hallelujah. And number three this is a short one today. We're fun, we're free. And lastly, we are filled. At King's Corner, we believe in the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Jesus wants his disciples, his followers, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Quick question, how many of you are a follower of Jesus? Raise your hand. You're a follower of Jesus. Okay, this is what Jesus says to his followers. This is what he said to his disciples before he ascended to heaven. Luke 24 says, listen carefully. I'm sending the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, upon you. But you are to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped with power from on high. See, Jesus didn't want his disciples, his followers, to begin life and ministry without him until they were first filled and empowered with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, 50 days after Jesus raises from the grave, the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples and God filled them with power. That's what it means to be spirit-filmed, spirit-filmed, spirit-filled. It's a baptism into the Holy Spirit. Some of you here have been water baptized. When you water baptize, what do you do? You, you, get, you get dunked. You get fully immersed in water. Well, what's a spirit baptism? It's the same thing, except you get dunked, you get fully immersed in the Holy Spirit. And he fills you top to bottom. And in Jesus is actually the one who fills you. Did you know that? Matthew chapter 3, John the Baptist says, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. 
but someone's coming soon who's greater than I am, so much greater. I'm not even worthy to, to, to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. See, this is part of Jesus' identity and his purpose for you and for me. It's to baptize you, to baptize me in Holy Spirit and fire. This is his plan for the church. Are you the church? It's God's plan to fill you with him and his power. See, at salvation, we're given the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that, right? We have the Holy Spirit. But spirit baptism, the Spirit's got us. Right? <clears throat> Jesus wants to give us what he had. Mark chapter 1 and verse 9 to 11 <clears throat> It came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan and immediately coming up from the water. He saw the heavens parting and the Spirit, capital S, that's the Holy Spirit, descending on him like a dove. <clears throat> then a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. This is so important for us to understand. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit, right? If we want to impact this world the same way Jesus did, then we need the same power that Jesus had. We need the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, but you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. Thanks, brother. You know, another word for power is ability. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're actually filled with God ability. Did you know that? And so now we can do things in his ability that we can't do on our own strength by ourselves. Right? This power helps us to do what Jesus did. Right? Remember when Jesus said this in John 12? In Solemn, John 14, in solemn truth I tell you, anyone believing in me shall do the same miracles I have done, and even greater ones or more miracles, because I'm going to be with the Father. Jesus did some pretty cool things. But because we have the same power that Jesus had, we can do those same cool things and even more. The reason even more is because there's millions of us, right? And not just one of us. Matthew 10.8 says, this is Jesus' command in Matthew 10.8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, and cast out demons. Freely you've received, freely give. I don't think we're going to be able to, to cleanse too many lepers on our own strength. Right? In fact, I don't think we can do any of those things without the power of the Holy Spirit, without God ability. See, this is how Samson was able to kill a thousand men 
with a donkey's jawbone. He had God ability. This is how Elijah was able to outrun horses and chariots for 15 miles because he had God ability. This is how Jesus stood in front of Lazarus' tomb. And when he said, come forth, guess what happened? He came forth. Because he had God ability, right? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon them, and they had God ability to do his will. God wants to fill us in the same way. God wants to fill you so you can outrun horses and kill people. (laughs) No, I'm just making sure you're listening. No, that's not why. That's not why. But when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, okay, we're empowered to love God and love people. We're empowered to love God and love people, right? I don't know about you, but I need love, and I need patience, and I need kindness, and I need gentleness, and I need goodness, and I need faith. The Holy Spirit produces those things in us so that we can love God and love people. Right, we're empowered to live free from sin and resist temptation. See, when you're filled up with the Holy Spirit, you don't have to sin anymore. That's worth, that's worth an amen. When you're filled up with the Holy Spirit, now we're empowered to win battles against a defeated enemy that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy you. Right now we can boldly and effectively share Jesus with other people because we've got God ability to do that. Sometimes do you feel, do you feel inadequate to share Jesus sometimes? Not when you're filled up with the Holy Spirit. Now you've got God ability to share Jesus. Right? We're empowered to be effective witnesses. Acts 1.8 says you're going to receive power so you can be my witnesses. Do you know why we're going to be effective witnesses? It's because the Holy Spirit gifts us. Gifts. <laughs> right? And now we can supernaturally, through God, through Jesus, through his ability, we can heal, believe, discern, prophesy, speak and interpret other languages, have supernatural knowledge and wisdom to perform miracles. Has anyone done those things in the power of God? Raise your hand. Hallelujah. That's what the church should be doing. And even the Holy Spirit empowers us to a new prayer life. To a new prayer life. Right? That personal heavenly language. Right, you might have you might have heard it as as speaking in tongues, and you know, for some people, just the thought of the Holy Spirit is weird and scary. You might have grown up with uh, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Scriptures, and you missed out on the Holy Spirit. And 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 you know, as I'm talking about some of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, like prophesying and speaking in tongues. Some of you are just kind of a little uncomfortable, maybe, maybe a little, a little scared. That's kind of a little weird. I just want to say one thing, first of all. The Holy Spirit's not weird. People, people make him weird, 
He's not weird. Okay, but I do have a video. I do have a, a video. If that's you here today, I have a video. Let's make sure the volume's really loud with this one. You guys forget things so quickly. I shared this video in 2016, and Kirsten Cousins jumped out of her chair. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But I got, I saw you go, I saw that. Here's my point with that. Here's my point. You don't have to fear the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God the Father. The Holy Spirit loves you more than anyone else on this planet. And you can trust him. You can trust him. Amen? Amen. I just want to give an opportunity for everyone here just to come into relationship with Jesus. I just want to invite you just to maybe bow your heads, close your eyes, and we're just going to make this a personal moment just between you and the Lord. If you'd like to, to come into relationship with Jesus, if you'd like to know the freedom that we're talking about, that we're cheering about, that we're singing about, if you'd like to know the presence and the power of God in your life, So I want to invite you just to raise your hand right now if you'd like to know Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I saw four hands. Amen. You can put your hands down. Thank you. Hallelujah. So we're going to pray a prayer now, and I'm just going to invite everyone just to pray this prayer with me. And uh, if you feel comfortable praying this prayer with me, please, please pray it with me. And, um, and just repeat after me. Thank you, God, for your son, Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I invite Jesus into my life. I invite Jesus to be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that he forgives my sin. And that he makes me whole. God, help me to continue to grow in this relationship. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That's exciting. That's exciting. I'm going to invite the worship team up here. We're going to end our service with one more song. And then we'll dismiss for lunch. 
think I'm smelling that food truck already. 